Welcome back, kids. Hey, yeah, welcome back. Diving back into the great cholesterol myth. Um, been pretty interesting read so far, and um, today we're going to dive into, for you guys, it's the second episode. For us, it's chapter three in the book, um, and the title of the chapter is Cholesterol is Harmless. Yeah, but it goes it goes deeper, I guess, than just cholesterol is harmless. It's really starting to give you a really good understanding on why why scientific information goes awry. Yeah. So it, it all begins with the guy we've talked about before, right? Yeah, Ansel Keys. Um, yeah. 1953, he did the, uh, if, you, if you don't know about him, um, he, did, he did a study called the Seven Countries Study. And um, it was flawed for a variety of reasons. Um, number one, there was an objective he wanted to prove. Um, the data was not giving him what he thought or what he wanted. Um, and was it originally 23 yeah, countries? Yeah, I think it was originally 23 countries. And yeah. he shrunk it. When he finally published the study, he shrunk it to the seven country study. To prove his narrative. To prove his narrative. Because the other 15, 16, however many, 17 countries, the, the data did not align with what he was trying to prove. And what he was trying to prove was the saturated fats were bad, that they drove up cholesterol and they caused heart disease and obesity. Right. And the data proved anything but that. When there was a, another scientist that later on looked at his seven-country study and looked at all 20, 23 different countries, and right. the data actually proved against it. So, right. Um, so anyway, that's they're, they're setting you up to go, this is how things go bad. And I was surprised at the kind of angle that they took. They said, you know, we... We've been beater uppers of Ansel Keys for the forever, and yeah. we. And I they, mean, almost, they, they didn't use the word hate or anything. Admitted but they, you, to you read on. it. You read it like, all right, he's wrong, 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 and a bad, bad man, right? But they're like, let's get past this. The truth is that the data is flawed, and that's not going to change how we get people healthier from here. Yeah. Well, there was a quote I wrote down. Um, talking about the conventional wisdom that that kind of devolved or evolved from Ansel Keys, and it it says it involves staggering amounts of money, the politics of publication, and the sociology of belief. That's a pretty powerful trifecta. The last one's super important. If sociology, well, of belief, what's it remind you of here recently? COVID. Yeah, I guess I was going to go in that direction that the you can point out to people, and I've had these conversations with people before. I've sat down with people who are vegans. I've sat down with people who, oh, it's, you know, in order to lose weight and become healthier, it's calorie in, calorie out. And I've had these conversations with them, and people are so deeply rooted in their beliefs you could you could throw all the facts in the world at them, and they're going to be like, "Whoa, there, there's no way I'm doing this." Well, and and you know, going back to COVID, um, you know, we would probably be considered COVID deniers, and I I would say it's that's the farthest thing from the truth. The issue that I had was that we couldn't have honest conversations about the age groups that affected 
the the effect on um, metabolic metabolic. I'm trying to find people, a people, better way to say obese. people with obesity, BMIs, you know, high BMIs. Um, but those were conversations we were not allowed to have. So you follow the staggering amounts of money. Right. There were staggering amounts of money. Um, the politics of publication. You were only allowed to say yeah on Twitter and Facebook. You weren't allowed to say right what you what you really thought, right? You know, and then the sociology of belief. I, I the, the, and like I said, I just think it's 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 bizarre. Like I said, it's bizarre to me that once people have their beliefs and they're stuck in them, they they almost shut down data and right. they go no, it's this not is, this is right. this is the law. I had there was a lady at Publix yesterday. I'm literally going in Publix and she's rattling off to some other lady oh i'm uh high cholesterol high blood pressure blah 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 blah. and guess what she's picking out low fat high carbohydrate foods right which is what ansel keys promoted right right so so this has been going on decades of you know the 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 public's understanding of what is healthy you know supported by a lot of money and a lot of um you know politics of publication but um so even even like the the the, he talks about is it epidemiology is that how i say that yeah and and how studies are actually done and you know when you have a pharmaceutical you are you're looking to see if a drug is effective you have a control group and you have not a control group and and you you follow them and there's as like as they possibly can be rcts yeah. Randomized control trials. Yes. And so it's 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 very scientific. He said when it comes to nutrition and diet. It's observational studies. It's off the chain. They don't do any of that. They they use what's called a food frequency questionnaire. Right. And what's wrong with that? That, that there's a bias that hey Kevin, how did how did you eat last week? Well last week, let me see. Um, I ate pretty good, right? Right. I ate pretty good. I and, and I ate a lot of good, healthy things, and the things that I, I, I stayed away from the unhealthy things. So it, you it, don't you don't pay attention to the six bowls of ice cream you probably right. had. Well, I, I think it's more than that. I, I think it's in if if you're a heavy drinker. 12 pack a day. What do they ask you when you go to the doctor? What do they ask you when you go to the doctor? Have a couple of drinks a day. <laughs> what, do you, what do you put down when the doctor yeah. asks you, yo, actually, how many drinks a week? And you're like, less than know. three, three to eight, or more than 12. You how, know many, what how many I, people check that more than 12 bucks? You know what I legitimately put on those questionnaires? What? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> I do, right? Because it's like, because again, it's like number one, no one's actually looking at that. But that's talking about an intake form, right? right, No one's actually looking at that. Um, You know, number two, it's more fun to me than anything to see if they'll actually notice and see if they actually say something. None of your Um, business. Now, in fairness, (laughs) right? I haven't had any in. Several days, so it's it's not. I joke I'm, a little I'm bit, joking with but, you, I'm, but I'm just saying that's how people think when they go to recall. They're number one, they're not going to, you know, uh, what do they call it? Inflict themselves, complicate right. themselves, and that's the problem. Um, circling one, back with the word. food frequency questionnaire is no one is ever truly honest. 
whether they're doing it intentionally or not intentionally. Or subconsciously. Right. Well, I, and, and I would go back to the lack of education. You know, we've talked about um, some of the friends we've had. And, and you know, I had one recently. I, I said, well, what did you have for breakfast? And he goes, oh, I had a healthy breakfast. And I was like, well, what did you have? I had a blueberry muffin from Wawa. Right. I was like, whoa. Healthy. <laughs> and I, had, I I said, do me a favor. Google how many carbs are in that thing. And it was 88 grams of carbs. Oh, gosh. In a blueberry muffin. But he was truly convinced that that was the healthy choice. You know, so right. FFQs are broken. That's the point. Um, people either don't understand it or, or they, they fib about it. And then the other aspect of that is the whole correlation causation, right? You know, he, he alludes right. to that a little bit. And he they used yellow finger syndrome. Did you see that? So yellow finger syndrome was some of the science, some of the researchers actually figured out that the tips of people's fingers were yellow when they had lung cancer. Right? All right. Correlation. So what's 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 the correlation here, right? Right. Well, their fingertips are yellow because they're smoke they're smoking, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> right. So I thought that was hilarious. Of course, there's a correlation to lung cancer. Right, right. So a lot of so those those can be wrong, right? Those those correlations, those causations can actually be incorrect, right. and that absolutely happened with the Ansel Keys study. Whether it was, you know, whether he truly tried to commit. You know, scientific fraud or... Right. I'm not going to make that judgment. Uh, right. You know, who knows what was in the guy's helmet. But so that study led to the um, National Diet Heart Study, which involved um, a lot of municipality cities. Um, they each had their own set of research scientists. And one of the guys involved was Ivan Franz mm -hmm. in the book. Talks Ivan Franz. And Ivan Franz totally bought in to Ansel Keys's hypothesis, right? And he supported it. And I think he was in the Minneapolis branch of, of the group. And um, so years later, another guy, what was his name? Um, uh, oh, I had uh, it right here. Marcus Ramsden. Ramsden. I think it was Ramsden, yeah. So this guy comes in and he goes, you know, I'm going to dig into this National Diet Heart Study. Um, Christopher Ramsden. Christopher Ramsden. Yep. So he digs in and he realizes that that the the outcomes they came to were flawed. And he actually contacted Ivan Franz's son. Who's a cardiologist now. At Moffitt. Yeah. Right? Was it Moffitt? I, I don't or, know. I don't know where uh, it was. It was uh, Mayo. Mayo. Okay. And the Moffat Mayo. You say tomato, I say Moffat. <laughs> so so anyways, he contacts Ivan Franz's son, who's a cardiologist at Mayo, and says, Dude, I think I can blow up your dad's research. I think it's all wrong. And the son looks at him and goes, My dad was a scientist. If his hypothesis was wrong, What's, he'd be happy to prove it wrong. Right. And and so they did. They ran with it. Um, and, and since then, it's kind of been demonstrated. I don't want to say proven because there, there is so much of the politics and the money and the and the, you know, politics of publication, whatever it was called, still involved. But what he found was that not only 
the argument that came out of, I'm sorry, the National Diet Heart Study was that trans fats, vegetable oils, lowered cholesterol were more healthy for you. We've talked about this over and over again. Right. And what, what, um, what's his name? Ramsden. Mm-hmm. What Ramsden figured out was that um, there was no advantage to replacing saturated fats with trans fats. Right. That it actually Speak did, English. did more harm. Speak English. Margarine, vegetable oil, sunflower oil, canola man, man oil. Man-made fats. Yes. Man-made fats. Man-made basically. fats over... Where they squeeze it out of a seed. Over, over baking grease and over... Yeah, there's not only no advantage, there was a significant right. disadvantage. Your saturated fats come from meat, lard, tallow, butter, natural, right. natural fats versus, I call them man-made. People will argue, but it's sunflower. It's yeah. canola. Yeah, what's a yeah. canola? Anybody know what a canola is? Historically, we did not derive the body's fat requirements from canola seeds. I don't think you can eat enough canola seeds to to gain enough know, oil. It has right. to go through a man-made process of heat, extraction, chemical, etc. Speaking of which, I did look at the back of olive oil bottles yesterday when I was at Publix, and that was interesting uh, to see that a uh, product called olive oil had 80% sunflower oil in it. If you can believe that. So, yeah, you, don't just you, you look at the bottle, look at the ingredients. Did, did you notice how it was labeled? Because it was labeled olive oil. Oh, right. But my understanding is that what you want is extra virgin. That's the cleanest. Right. Virgin is next. And it, then just olive oil. Do, it certainly, yeah. I hopefully didn't say extra virgin on it. I don't know right? what it said, but it just, it was, it was definitely, anyway, not, not to blow up this <laughs> the topic, so, but yeah, look at your ingredients. Huh. Um, so I guess that's where, so that's what the, overall. And then they're like, all right, they have these studies. They come out, they get these studies. The results are fake. They're, they're, or, or the results are bad. They're not fake. And that, but that should be the weeping point for extra studies. Right. And it was like with really regarding the Ansel Keys, it was like that should have sought off a hundred or eighty years of data and research. And it was like that was gospel off of the right. Ansel Keys study. And if you want to fight that, you're not going to find funding, and we're not going to publish. Right. So. There was like not a whole lot of research after the Ansel Keys study for a long time. Yeah, the the adoption of the cholesterol myth um, by the government and the, you know our medical practitioners. Bottom line, what this chapter teaches you is it was not supported by science. The actual science points the opposite direction. Um, there was a cool graph, a funny graph. Yeah, in there. Justin Bieber and Facebook right, and the, cholesterol. The, r- it was right. basically you can prove anything. It was making fun of correlation. And it, right. uh, what was it that the birth I, I, of Justin Bieber solved? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can actually point it out. Uh, yeah, something right there. I don't, you probably can't can't see, but it was yeah. uh, the birth of Justin Bieber 
uh, lowered serum or raised serum cholesterol. And then when Facebook was invented, the serum cholesterol went back up. Right. I was making a funny joke. Right. It's the, the, the point the of evidence that Facebook canceled out the cholesterol lowering effects of Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought it was a good chapter. Um, you know, they're obviously kind of laying the groundwork for where they're going and, and demonstrating that the prior information that we've been given before is likely flawed. I would say is flawed, but to be objective, you know, that it might be flawed and that, that maybe we should have an open mind. Um, obviously, you know, you and I have dug into this topic way outside of reviewing this book, but um, um, it, it's, it's interesting that again, when you really subject the information to random and controlled trials and, true scientific evaluation that much of what we know is flawed. Mm -hmm. um, arguably, it's flawed. And, <clears throat> you know, um, I know because I've already read this book that he's going to get into deeper trans fats and saturated fats. And, and that'll be interesting. I, I think the viewing audience will uh, um, in, enjoy understanding why, you know. I'm certainly looking so, forward to it. Um, yeah. Anything else no. on chapter three? Cholesterol is harmless. It was good. All right. Good chapter. Questions, comments, concerns, hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See you.